0: Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off. Let me finish podcast. I am G Weeze. I'm coming today. I'm gonna to give you a lot of the world sports and a lot of things that's going on today. I'm also in the beginning gonna tell you some things that's on my mind around the world in sports, and then I'm gonna get into my topic and have a conversation with you guys about something that's been on my mind. So right now I'm gonna sit back ready fire up the gears so i can give you guys another good show other than that let's get it started yeah guys so here i am again back at it again this morning this is the don't cut me off podcast and today man i'm gonna be hitting on Once again, I know you guys probably think like, hey, man, this guy's always talking about Stephen A. Smith. But man, listen, Stephen A. Smith thinks that, man, hey, his crap don't stink. Have you noticed that he's been on the radio talking about how people are blessed to be able to go and debate with him? Stop it, brother. Stop it. You just like everybody else. You have an opinion. Your opinion is not better than no one else out here that has an opinion with all these thousands of talk shows, thousands of podcasts where everybody get on and have an opinion. So, no, you are not Yoda. What you are is an animated brother that uh, says big words when he don't have to, and uh, you're entertaining, and you pay for entertainment, and there's nothing wrong with that but I'm going to give you guys a short snippet of um, Stephen A. Smith's uh, point of view on the Tyreek Hill and um, trade to uh, Miami and the Chiefs getting in five picks and him basically saying that was a dumb move and, uh, you know, basically saying that the Kansas City Chiefs basically can't win a ring without uh, Tyreek Hill. So I'm going to play a little snippet of that real quick so you guys can understand where I'm going. Um, And then we'll just basically go from there and I'll just, uh, you know, finish off where I'm going to be at.
1: What's happened to you? What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I just, I mean... you are unbelievable. I mean, how, how, well, you how, can, I, how can I not hey, be? I'm, a, I'm about as balanced as I can be right there, man. I'm trying to give you okay, both sides okay, of this. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So, right, wait, on, so on, what, what's your problem with what I just said? Tell,
1: tell me your problem, Lewis, Lewis Riddick. Tell you your problem. Time out. Listen, let me explain something to you, Lewis Riddick. Even though I know I, I bless the airwaves every morning because I am Stephen A. And you see me, you see your brother on there (laughs) having a good time, laughing, making fun, doing my thing the whole bit. I will remind you, I've covered collective bargaining for over 25 years. And I got to tell you something. It's very, very obvious. One of the most obvious things in the world is the place Uh of the salary cap because you know something. So many times when we think about the salary cap, we focus on the players when, in fact, it's just a management tool. To minimize and control labor—that's all it is. We understand what's going on here, and they may, and they leave the players like crabs in a basket to fight with one another from this pool of money that you have access to, as opposed to the whole pot. We get all of this about the the, the, the you know—what the financial situation is. The reason why I'm looking mm-hmm. at you with such it, just an incredulous attitude, Louis Riddick. Rhetorical question, somewhat, but if you answer, make it quick. <laughs> all of those picks. What's the chances? Yeah. What are the chances of yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs finding another Tyreek Hill? I don't know. I can't give you a number. Yeah, you probably can. not good. You know, it's slim to none. Stop it. Stop it. It's not probably good at not all. Good. It's slim to none. This okay, is the cheater. Good. This is all the right. cheater. This brother. Okay, so what's this your, brother so what's is electrifying. He's special, and he makes up. He makes up and covers a lot of the mistakes. The the Kansas City Chiefs defense was nothing to write at home about last year. They were nothing to brag about. We all know that. But guess what? You knew that with Tyreek Hill, with Patrick Mahomes, with Travis Kelsey, a difference was going to be made. I understand the draft pick real estate. I get all of that. I totally understand it. But what I'm trying to say to you is this. If the Raiders could find a way to get Devontae Adams that money, why would you as a Kansas City Chief with a Super Bowl champion Two Super Bowl appearances, four straight trips to the AFC Championship game, and by the way, still elite, over 1,100 receiving yards for the last five years, 111 receptions last year, waving goodbye. right decision. The right decision would have been to pay that man and to keep him because you got a great talent. That's bad, Lewis. But you know what? I mean, you know what?
0: I had to cut that brother off. I'm sorry. He was uh going a little too out of hand for me. So I had to just let him go. Once again, I'ma tell you guys how this man for constantly He just gets it wrong. I'm sorry about going in and out like that, but I'm trying to close out uh, Stephen A. Stephen Naismith. uh, Mr. Know-it-all. And I'm going to tell you why the trade works good for both people. First of all, Tyreek Hill, once Devontae Adams signed with the Raiders, you think he didn't want to be the highest paid receiver? That was a part of it. The man had I believe, two years left on his contract. So once he started grumbling about he wants his contract redone, come on, man. We already seen Kansas City give all their elite players big contracts, including Tyreek Hill. Now you want to come back to the table and get your money, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, if Kansas City would have made him the highest paid receiver, it really would have put Tied the hands behind their backs to be able to do anything to improve their rosters on both sides of the ball. This is where I'm at again with Stephen A. Smith, Mr. Yoda. Come on, bro. You know that. Of course, Kansas City wanted to keep Tyreek Hill. Of course, we understand that's their number one deep target. But do that mean because they don't have him that they can't win a Super Bowl? Oh, that means you're basically saying Patrick Mahomes is pedestrian without Tyreek Hill. Because the way I look at it, great quarterbacks make the receiver. It's not the other way around. So you're questioning Pat Mahomes' greatness because they lose Tyreek Hill? Uh, I have to moonwalk backwards on that one. The way I'm looking at it is Tyreek Hill is 28 years old. Yes, I understand he's the cheetah. We get all that. We get all that. But he's getting older. And at some point. He's not going to be the fastest player. So to use his speed is a weapon, and we get all that. Who got the better of the deal? Really, the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill went to Miami because he wanted to be paid. He got his money. Now he's going to a quarterback that has not been proven, a team that has a great defense, have great offensive weapons, but their number one weakness is quarterback. Tyreek can probably get his... Um, career numbers, but is that going to translate into them going to the Super Bowl or competing to go to the Super Bowl every year? No, not unless Tua makes a supreme jump this year. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer that Tua should be battling it out with Teddy Bridgewater to prove that he's the number one quarterback. Ain't no keys getting handed to somebody that hasn't proved themselves. If you're the number one quarterback, I don't care how you play towards the end of the season, you should be able to beat Teddy Bridgewater. That shouldn't even be a question. But again, Stephen Nay questioning the, val- the validity of the trade as, as if Kansas City just can't compete no more. Kansas City has made moves that works for them. They got five picks. Who knew that Tyreek Hill was going to turn out to be what he was? Nobody. You're basing everything off his speed. If that's the case, Hartman was fast. And when they drafted Hartman, they was looking like, oh, this is a mirror image of Tyreek. The difference is Hartman don't have hands. Hartman can't catch. It was time for them to either get a bigger receiver to go alongside Tyreek Hill. Or at some point, he's a draft asset he's an asset as far as getting picks. And hey, he came out, wanted more money. It worked in their favor. Now they can go out there. This draft has a lot of good receivers. I I prefer for them to have big receivers. Valdell Scantley is a a very good pick. He's one of the best deep threats. Is he better than Tyreek? Of course not. No one's foolish to believe that. But can he stretch the field? Yes, he can. Juju, Juju Schuster. He's a good receiver. Did he fall off? Yes, he did. Do that mean he's not good anymore? No, it doesn't. They need to bolster that defense. They need to get a little bit better on the offensive line. They need some more offensive weapons. So Pat Mahomes can elevate to I am legend, spread that ball around. No great receiver should have to rely on just one. uh, No great quarterback, excuse me, should have to rely on one great receiver. Because that is a recipe of destruction. And it's it's blatantly disrespectful to say it's because they lose Tyreek Hill that they're no longer able to compete or win a Super Bowl because the Dolphins are sure not not winning no Super Bowl. And they're sure not going to be contenders until they upgrade that quarterback position, like I said, unless Tua makes a great jump. And it's possible. We don't know. Can he stay healthy? That's what I'm looking at. So the way I'm looking at it, man, Tyreek Hill, I'm happy for him. Highest paid receiver. He wanted his money. He got it. He already has a ring. He's going over to the Dolphins to try to change the culture. The Dolphins looking very good on both ends of uh, uh, of offense and defense. But do they look like they're going to the Super Bowl? No. No, they do not. I'm very interested to see how the season starts. I believe they're going to be a good team. But I don't believe they have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. I may be wrong. Like I said, Tua may just snap out of this spell and get it going. But he doesn't have a strong arm. He can't really push the ball down the field like Pat Mahomes. Where you throw the ball ahead of Tyreek. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a stronger arm. And I believe Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit more accurate. That's just my opinion. You give Teddy a line, you give Teddy opportunity, Teddy will show you that he is an above-average quarterback. So I would love to see those two go at it. I'm hoping that they don't hand the keys to Tua and make him actually beat Teddy Bridgewater. Actually, if if, if you if there's any questions about your starting quarterback, they should have to compete every year. My, if, if my thing is I don't care who it is the way you keep fire under, 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 underneath your quarterback you have them compete you have them compete make them feel uncomfortable when you, when you when when a quarterback feel too comfortable they get too laxed sometimes they have a tendency to think that their job is safe ain't nothing wrong with making a quarterback feel their job not safe and a good and a good example is Matt Flynn that year that uh, Russell got drafted He was named the starter. Russell didn't do nothing but come in there and outplay him. If you got a potential quarterback that's better than the one that you have, let it play out. But unfortunately, old great Yoda, RoboCop lining, once again, disappoints me. But like I said, he's so into himself nowadays. You know, he's such holier than thou. That, you know, he's making mistakes. But again, it's okay because we all have our opinions. I have mine, and my opinions may not be uh, looked upon as anything. I'm just a popper, you know. I'm I'm a nobody. I'm trying to work my way up. That's all. But yeah, so you know, unfortunately, man, you know, he's my favorite soundbite along with um, Bit Perk. It's a couple of more of them. Like I said, I sit back and watch the shows, man, and then I just come make my own observation after what I've seen. You know, I don't try to hover over the topic for a long stretch of time like they do. So, yeah, man, that 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 that's interesting. So we'll find out. Uh, Tyreek with, with Miami. Uh, Chiefs went ahead and signed Scantling. They got Juju. They're going to definitely, out of two of those picks, they're going to definitely draft a receiver. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna uh, address some other things. You know, one thing I thought that um, I really didn't like was them getting rid of uh, Tyron Ty- Tyran Matthew. But you know, that was that was a move again. as a financial move. When you paid uh, when you paid uh, Mahomes four hundred and fifty million dollars, everybody kind of knew these things was going to happen. And I'm all for the players getting their money. So Tyreek, most definitely get your money. Tyron Tyran, you know, he he deserves to get his money. He don't he shouldn't have to take a pay cut. Mahomes didn't take a pay cut, even though that is the most uh, important position in football. Uh, again, uh, he's not taking a pay cut. So so no player that's putting their body on the line, especially with a vicious sport like football, should be putting their uh, body on line for less pay. So I'm all for the players leaving and moving on and getting their money. Football is going to be very interesting this year, no doubt. You, you can just see it. The AFC is ridiculous. Um... It's going to be a sword fight coming out the AFC. It's going to be the Battle of the Titans. NFC is, is, does have the easy, easier path, and I hate to say easy because football is a very hard sport, but it seems like the NFC is the easier route to go to go to the Super Bowl. The AFC has got so many great young quarterbacks and up-and-coming quarterbacks as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But my topic today that I'm going to talk about, guys... It's called Fool's Gold. And I know you guys are wondering, like, what the hell is this brother talking about? Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. And I'm going to give you an example of Fool's Gold. We're watching the NCAA tournament, and we're watching how all these number one seeds are falling. Now, you're based, your seeds are based on your regular season season play and also is based off I think toughness of schedule if I'm not mistaken you know so you can have a team be dominant all regular season each region gets their own number one and if things would play out like they were supposed to the number ones would meet up in the final four so you can find out who's the best team but it never works that way. Because in the NCAA, if you don't have your A game, that particular game, you're going home. There's no if, ands, and but it. There's no if, ands about it. It doesn't matter if you were the most dominant team in a regular season. You are going home. All the fans that picked you, all the bettings, Uh, People that picked you. The computer that picked you. They can't. Replicate. Heart. Or individual. Who has the desire to not lose. Everything is a guessing game. See. Visually you can be fooled. When you buy a gold chain. And it's shiny. And it looks beautiful. Visually. It looks real because it says 14 karat on the necklace. But when you get home and you do the test, this is my test for when I get a chain. Go home and you put it in some bleach. When you come back, when that water jet black, you know that you were tricked. You just purchased fool's gold. It says 14K, but it's really fake. It's not as how it appears. All that glitters and shine is not gold. Case in point, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, they are a typical version of today's NBA. Finesse, rebound, three-point. Old-school basketball of toughness, gritty, rebound, Mixing in two-pointers and three-pointers, that's gone. Three-point you to death. Blow you out the water. Don't matter if you're 6'10", 260, and solid as a brick. You get out there and shoot threes. We don't want you on the block no more. So Gonzaga got upset by Arkansas, who played that old-school type basketball. Hard-nosed defense. Three-pointers Two-pointers. You take shots when you need them. You need a three, you take the three. If you can get an easy bucket, which is a two, you take that shot. the degree of difficulty between a two and a three, come on, man. It's not rocket science. Two-pointer is easy. Three-pointer is more glorious. Three-pointer can push up the score quicker. But if you're not hitting the three, you can find yourself down ten. But a three-pointer can also get you back in the game but also what get you back in the game is like a defense. And when you're not preaching hard nose defense, you get these outlandish scores because players are infatuated with offense. They don't focus on defense anymore. The most beautiful thing in the world in every sport is offense. The most ugliest thing in the world, in every sport, is defense. That's why all these rules changes has been made. That's why you see a lot of the greats in most of the sports talk about how things are soft now. Ah, man, the sport is soft. They don't let us bang anymore. They don't bang. They're no gritty. They're not gritty. There's no more get on the block. Get a ball to the big man on the block in the post. That's why when you see players like Giannis and Embiid who dominate so easily, it brings you back to the Shaq and Elijah and, and and Ewing days of dominance. But people say, Oh man, stop. Why y'all always want to talk about the old school? Why y'all always trying to say a person is soft and this and this and that? And in essence, you're right. <laughs> Who are we to talk about who's soft and who not soft, especially if you never played? Like I said, I've played basketball, but I never got to a top level due to me having to have a major back surgery uh, with my spine that prevented me uh, having metal rods, prevented me from even pursuing past the fresh my freshman year because I had to have the surgery. But before then, I was highly competitive. And I loved offense, but I loved defense more. And this is where the game gives you fool's gold. Because Gonzaga was the consensus number one. They got the consensus number one player. An ultra-thin, seven-foot player that is nowhere the skill level of a seven-footer like a Kevin Durant. Or like I told you, a Brandon Ingram. He can dribble a little bit. I'm scarce to say. He's not that better than Bobo. Bobo is uh better than better than um, Chet Hongram. Just, just my opinion, opinion. Very thin. Okay handle. Decent jump shot. But what did that get you when your seven-footer can't play on the block or can't defend the bucket? You have to basically make your presence feel, felt. When you're finesse going against physical, if the physical got an all-around game, meaning they play physical, they shoot the ball well, they shoot threes and twos, they play hard-nosed defense, you're going to lose. That is the secret formula. That is the superpower of every sport. If you can find a way to have the toughness on defense and have that, mantali- that mentality set in all your players the same power of focus and, 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 and competitiveness on offense as well as defense, you sound like a championship team. That's why I talk when a team only has one of the secret weapons, sometimes you don't win the biggest games. Because when one of your weapons is not working, you can lean on the other. Case in point, if your offense is not clicking, your defense can keep you in a game until your offense can come around or you can hit some clutch shots. This is where coaches go wrong. You can't shoot a team out of the gym. Let me take that back. You can shoot a team out of a gym. But what's the use to shoot a team out of a gym? But you can't stop the other team. I've watched games where teams be up 25, 30. Matter of fact, the Milwaukee Bucks used to do it a lot. You'll turn on a game. They're up by 25, 30. Next thing you know, you turn the game on, a quarter and a half later, the game is tied, or the team then came back and cut it to five. What the hell just happened? In the beginning, they flexed their full superpower. They was playing defense and offense at the same level, the same intensity. But then all of a sudden, like everything, Everything that glitter ain't go. Offense is funner than defense. And what do you begin to do? The kryptonite begins to creep in. And kryptonite is the three-pointer. Especially if you're hitting. Oh, you're shimmy-shaking, you're dancing, you're doing your thing. But then if you're going up against a team with that heart, that never-give-up heart, while you continue to shoot threes, now they're not hitting. And they're hitting threes. They banging the ball in. And they steady chipping away at your score. And before you know it, they either came back or they won the game. And you have people talking like, how in the hell can such and such lose a 30-point lead? Because they don't have the belief to play both ends of the floor at the same level. They act as if it's not possible. Gonzaga, Was fool's gold. They were cubic. Sicornian. They were not a diamond. They were not money in the bank. But it shows you. These players are. Playing the style of what the NBA is playing. Because that's what the NBA GMs want to see. Can these guys fit in my system. And that's the problem with the NBA. You shouldn't be. Drafting for that. You should be drafting for the all around player. I want the player that can step out and shoot the three if I need him to, if he's a big. And I want a player that can go on the block and grab that ball and bang. I don't need a 6'11 player shooting threes. What the hell is that? That's what I got my guards for. I get it. It's unique. It's different. But what are you 6'11 for? Look how Big Cat is playing now for Minnesota. He can. He knew he can shoot threes, but you know what he got away from? Taking it to the cup. You know what I'm noticing? What he does now? He ain't hesitating no more. He grabbed the ball. He taking it to the cup. He using his. He using his talents. Now he's killing. He looks like an MVP big man. He actually looks like a top five big man now. He got wound up and caught into the three point shooting. Not knowing, bro, you can't be stopped on the block either. You got an inside outside game. Use it. That's what make you great. When you begin to rely on one of your secret weapons, you're going to own. That's going to be your. You're going to have a kryptonite because you're going to not use every tool in your tool bag, and you're going to get caught up with the. Vice, grip. vice grips is a easy tool it's a favorite tool a lot of people don't want to want to want to always uh, uh 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 use what they say a screwdriver screwdriver is it, it feels hard it feels tough like when you're twisting it but with a vice grip you lock down on that bolt and you spin it and you can just basically spin it to whereas with the screwdriver you got to do wrist ask wrist ask action after after using a vice grip so long you you throw that screwdriver that can come in that can come in handy if you use both sometimes but you start throwing that to the side cuz you don't want to work hard you want to 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 do things as easy as possible and that's the problem on players not wanting to put that same effort on defense i hate the word specialist i hate the word two way player that doesn't exist Everyone in the league is a two-way player. There are no such things as a specialist. Now, you can, make, you can have a person that's just good at defense because they haven't worked on their offense. They haven't put in thousands of hours of practicing on their offensive game but decided that, hey, I'm going to put all my energy in the defense. So, yeah, you can have a specialist, and that's to me, is a lazy person. A person that only focuses on defense is a lazy person. Because the same energy you put in on defense, you should have the the energy to put in on your offense. You're getting paid too much money just to hold defense. Get your ass in the gym. Shoot some jumpers. Work on your damn game. Stop partying all the time. You're getting paid way too much money to 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 be just playing on one side of the ball. Have some passion. But Gonzaga, again, fooled us. But they were soft, and they looked soft. If you don't have a balanced attack, you're not going to win a championship. Every player needs to work on their game to make sure they have good enough offense where you can be reliable. I shouldn't have to sit you down because you can't shoot. I shouldn't have to sit you down because in the clutch time, I can't trust you to shoot a jumper. Yet you're getting $20 million a year. What the hell? Are you kidding me? I got to take one of my highest paid players off the floor because he can't shoot a wide open jumper. Man, you better get your butt in the gym and shoot a thousand jumpers a night. I ain't paying you a million dollars, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million to sit your ass on the bench during the clutch time. And I got to rely on a player that's getting $3 million who can shoot better. All because you look prettier on the floor and herky-jerky. But in a clutch moment, you can't hit a rim when given the opportunity. Who in the hell airballs a free throw? These big 6'5", 250-pound cock-strong men, and that ball don't weigh a little bit of nothing, and you shooting... Air boss, What the hell is that? You should be embarrassed. But Gonzaga looked pitiful. And this is what I talk about, man. Regular season is fool's gold. Who cares? When you're the favorite, you're not the favorite. Because the one thing about college, it ain't a seven-game series. You don't have the opportunity to change, to turn the tides, get things back around in your favor. You don't have that opportunity. And that's why I say college basketball, if you ain't playing your A game on both ends of the floor and taking it dead serious, bro, you can't take nobody. Nobody lightly. You, have, you better come with your A-game daily or you're going to be out of there like Gonzaga. And that's why I say in football, hockey, baseball, I don't care. Well, baseball a little different. But hockey, you got to play both ends of the floor or the ice. Football, you got to play both ends of the ball. look at when the greatest show on turf went up against New England. Man, that it, that that offense was explosive all year long. Then all of a sudden, you go up against a, de- a a defense like the Pats and they shut that down. And they scored just enough points to win. That's what that's the importance of defense, man. That's the importance of holding defense. That's why I say, man, stop being caught up in this fool's goal that is offense, offense. Stop getting caught up in the fool's goal of glorified stats, regular season play, because you will be exposed when the playoffs start. Put all that wisdom and knowledge that you have in all these years of all these all these sportscasters, all these thousands of years and hours of viewing and watching, and that just helped them to tell you why what they're saying is better than what anybody else is saying. I have eyeballs. I can see. It don't take me 20 years to understand that good defense beats a good offense every time. It ain't hard for me to, some, to see that sometimes the better team don't always win. It's the team that has the, the the biggest heart that always win. That's how I view it. That's how I see it. All these fake cubic sequins down here. Where are the diamonds? There are no diamonds. I'm going to say it like I always say it. Right now, the 14-carat gold teams, and it's only two in the NBA, that I know that's real when I go to the store, I look at it, I know it's authentic, is the Bucks and the Suns. That's 14, solid 14. Matter of fact, that's 24-carat. Matter of fact, oh, that's platinum. The Bucks is platinum. The Suns is twenty-four karat gold. But those are the guarantees until they lose. Everybody else is fool's gold. anybody anybody that wasn't in the finals last year is fool's gold until they prove otherwise. In the NFL, to me, the Bengals is fool's gold. Though they got to the Super Bowl, I bet you they won't get back next year, this year coming up. It looks mighty hard. More power to him if he do. The Rams, I don't know. I'm not going to call them fool's gold. Packers is fool's gold. Cowboys is fool's gold. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's 24 karat. And you know what? I'm not going to be disrespectful. The Los Angeles Rams, they platinum. They got a championship. Until they lose. And I'm I'ma go back and though I feel that uh Cincinnati Bengals is cubic Zacornian, I'll make them ten carry gold. Because again, they still made it and they have to they have to lose that in order for me to say that they're fool's gold. Until they dethrone, I gotta be respectful. Gotta be respectful. But, yeah, man, don't be fooled by these players, man. Don't have these players pull a wool over your eyes. That's all we do all season is look at all these outstanding numbers and get, and get hypnotized by it. Oh, man, look at 60 points. Ah, five touchdowns. Oh, three, five goals, eight home runs. And then when a regular season start in every sport, baseball, the person that was batting 500 or 450 in the regular season bats 180 in the playoffs. The player that was scoring 29, 10, and 12 can't even hit, just does enough to hit his average, can't ascend and do better to take his team over the top. The quarterback that was the, the MVP of the regular season, tearing everything up, the most efficient, throwing the ball all around, looks pedestrian the hockey player that was dominant in the regular season gets shut out, doesn't perform. The soccer player that was killing in the regular season when the playoffs come, he can't get a goal. That's That's a fool's goal athlete. You have to ascend to I am legend to have a conversation or for the conversation to even be worth talking about. Kansas City didn't make a mistake. They did what was good for the team. They wasn't willing to pay Tyreek Hill thir- over, 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 over $31, $32 million a year just to run up and down the field and run past defenders. Tyreek Hill is a good receiver. He's an okay route runner. But losing him doesn't diminish Kansas City. It stops a threat. Pat Mahomes is the transcending player. He's the one that makes that team better. Without him throwing the ball to you, you can't be great. Without him throwing bombs to Tyreek Hill, he can't be great. So let's see how Tyreek Hill be with Tua. Let's see where his number's at with Tua. That's where I'm at. So don't poo poo Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes makes the players. It's not the other way around. Let's all remember that. Oh, great Yoda. Stephen Naismith. Let's remember that. And I like Steven. I know I, I know I, I know I I know I come at him, but I come at when he say things that the great Yoda shouldn't be saying. I'm just a young Jedi. I'm just a young Jedi. That's all. But it's very interesting to watch all these. What I call. Pretenders. And the NCAA is just really, really interesting. It really is. But, you know, once again, guys. I always enjoy coming back talking. I wanted to hit on this topic because it was something that I wanted to talk about. So, like I always do, man, I love you guys. I try to be a little different. I'm always going to try to get better because that's just who I am. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoy what I'm doing. I'm hoping to add more people to my podcast podcast and the following and have some, some dialogue as well. I'm going to try to start that up, but, uh, you know, just keep listening, man, get other people to listen, man. I'm going to try to always work on being different. If I can, I I don't want to sound like everybody else. I just really want to have an opinion about things. And that's why I do it the way I do it. So once again, I love you guys. You're amazing. And, uh, I'm out of here and I will be back again with another podcast episode. So other than that, you guys have a blessed day. It's a